Welcome to Excel Radio with Dr. Nick Zarowski, where we talk with world-class entrepreneurs, executives, and health experts who have unlocked the secrets to Excel Health and performance. Hey everyone, it's Dr. Nick Zarowski, and I'm here with UJ Ramdas, and he is the co-creator of the Five Minute Journal and co-founder of a company called Intelligent Change, where he creates products to help people better their lives. He's also, you know, really interested in the whole topic of um, uh, business and psychology and how they intersect. So, welcome to the show, UJ. My pleasure, Nick. Happy to be here. All right, great. So, you know, UJ, you you created the the Five Minute Journal. It's a it's a product or or even a tool, uh, maybe I should say that I love to use. And um, you also are uh, creating other products for uh, business people. You know, can you explain to me a little bit where where this all started and, and tell us your story? Well, in a, in a sense, I was always interested in in the real the mechanics of what what made people change. Um, and there, there's a front end and a back end. The front end is obviously the, the tactics, the tools, and the tips. Um, and the back end is the psychology, the, the mechanics, the uh, the underlying psychology behind uh, the change. And so as I followed that and, and dug deeper and deeper and deeper through the years, I found that the traditional um, means and psychologists, psychiatrists, et cetera, weren't incentivized to actually change people's behavior. The incentive uh, wasn't there. And so uh, I looked at other means and I found, found it in, in very interesting sources and just followed that all the way through. I was involved in a behavioral change clinic uh, for a few years and really kind of started to feel like I was in a lab where I could test uh, people's behaviors and see what worked, see what didn't. Um, I have some background in hypnosis and NLP as well and so really get, got a sense of what worked, what didn't and then I figured you know, that the best way to scale this is to create products that, uh, that help people and, and apply behaviors that sustainably stick. Yeah, that's incredible. You know, I find this really important because, you know, I work with a lot of people and one of the things that we definitely have to do if we're going to change your health is we got to change your behaviors, right? So, I mean, it's it's very uh, it's very hard for people to do this in many cases. And I think that in the uh, just the American lifestyle, you know, we want everything now. It's that type of thing. And, and I think behaviors take time to change. Um, you know, what Exactly, like how how long is it typically that it takes to change a behavior? Well, it depends, right? So a simple behavior takes a shorter period of time. A complex behavior takes longer. So the best way to change a complex behavior is to simplify it and, and chunk it into smaller pieces, and and get each of those pieces handled before you string them all together. Uh, the major mistake that people make uh, when they're trying to change a behavior is they'll try to do everything at once, and they'll get overwhelmed. And then they'll say, I've tried everything, hasn't worked, and so they go back to their old lifestyle. Uh, so, so it's really about looking at what are all the elements that I need to work on, and how do I string these elements together so I can tackle the most important element first, and and work at it till it becomes second nature, and then move on to the next, move on to the next, move on to the next. So that's typically how uh, it's done in a way that's effective. The reason it's hard is because A, people don't have enough pure support, they don't have enough coaching or guidance, and uh, it's not laid out in a way that allows them to easily do it. Right. Now, do you think it needs coaching and guidance, or is it more just the, the right 
the right tools. Like they could do it on their own if they had the right tools. Well, it depends on the situation. You know, some people are hungry enough to do it. And some people are, are experience the pain of not not having those behaviors in their life enough to do it. For example, you know, you tell a diabetic, you know, you, you change your 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 diet or you'll die in a year. Chances right. are that their motivation is very high, and and their ability to stick and the adherence to the habit is going to be very high. You know, you tell somebody, you know, you don't you don't change your habits and you'll be ten pounds overweight. Hey, maybe you don't have enough incentive. So, so it really depends on the individual scenario, the, the habit involved, and um, mm -hmm. the situation they're in. Right, right. You know, one time uh, when I had first started school a long time ago, I had had a bunch of. Uh, I, well, I, you know, I got to this new college. I had uh, um, just got all my classes signed up for. And, um, you know, like maybe like three days into the uh, semester starting, I found out that I was taking classes I wasn't supposed to. It was a mess. I was really upset about it. But, you know, the thing that was really interesting that stuck with me for a long time is when I went to the registrar's office, there was a guy that worked there and he's an ex-Marine. And he had told me, you know, I was sitting there complaining to him and he said, well, the only one responsible for your life is you. So, you know, I was like, whoa, you know, that woke me up a little bit and shook me because it was like, all right, here I am complaining how everybody else screwed up my stuff. But, you know, on the same hand, why didn't I just take control of it myself? So when it comes to, you know, somebody's health, you have to think of that. You know, you could, uh, you know, you could blame other people down the road or you could take action right now. And if you're having trouble with taking action, of course, there's tools out there that can help you take that action, help you change those behaviors, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's just a really interesting topic. And and then also, you know, when it comes to uh, to changing behaviors, for me, there's a there's a quote uh, that you know, I have it on my desk. I have it, uh, you know, I, I I have it. I used to have it taped to my mirror, but the quote is: "It's never the facts that stop you from achieving your goals. It's the stories you tell yourself why it can't be done." You know, so I mean, we all come across situations where we're like, oh, "I can't do this," you know, and or uh, you know, it, we have this mental block in. And so when I have those, I think to myself, you know, I'm just telling myself stories. I can get through this. I can, I can figure it out. There's, if there's a will, there's a way, that type of thing. Yeah, so speak to that for a little bit. I totally agree with you. You know, the, the quote is entirely accurate. And the reason why people are addicted to their stories is because it covers the pain. Yeah. Right? It covers the pain. So someone says, you know, I, I, you know, I've tried everything I can. I don't think I can lose 20 pounds. I don't have to tell willpower or whatever, whatever excuse that is. They'll give that. And that excuse exists to shield them from the pain right. that they experience for not having had that habit or that behavior in their life. And when you take away the excuse, all you have is the pain. Right. And that's the most important thing. If you actually have that pain entirely and you're willing to stick with it and you're willing to dive deeper into it, the only reason you don't have that habit in the first place is because there's not enough pain associated with not having it. And so you get rid of the story, and all of a sudden, you have the motivation of pain. It's not pleasant, it's not fun, but hey, it works. Yeah, pain's a powerful motivator. That's one thing I always mention to people. It's like you look at some of the most successful people in the country, you know, business-wise, or you know, however you want to measure success. You look at these people who are extremely successful. Um, they had nothing. You know, a lot of them are uh, immigrants who came in. Their families didn't even have money to eat. You know, they had they they didn't even have a house to live in. And I'm an immigrant, right? Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. So I mean, the, you know, these people come here, and and you know, they have that pain, and so it drives them to succeed. And anybody, and it doesn't have to be pain like that. It could be you know other types of 
pain, but it's a powerful motivator if you know how to utilize it. Pain is a much, much better motivator than pleasure will ever be. Uh, pleasure is, it's nice to have. Right. You know, it would be cool to have. Yeah. Pain is, I can't stand this shit anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's a much stronger, much more reliable motivator than pleasure will ever be. Yeah. That's just know, fact. Pleasure, pleasure, I tell people, pleasure is like crack, it kills. You know, it just it kills your ambition. It kills your drive. It, you know, it's it's uh, you gotta you gotta have a little pain mixed in there to keep you going. You know. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So you know, when it comes to people's health, though, and you're talking about the the um, you know psychology and how it affects your health, you know, you know, can you expound on that a little bit so that uh, you know people people can get a good understanding that your psychology, you know, not only can it hinder you from going forward in life and, and really being ultimately who you want to be or, or have the success that you believe that you should have in your life, but it also, you know, how it plays a role in affecting your health. So, first of all, you know, a lot of people think about, you think about junk food for a second, right? Yeah. So, you think about people eating fast food or food that's highly processed in nature and, you know, they're, they're treating that as fuel for the body so that they're, they're they're putting that in their body. and They walk around and they have this inferior experience of life because of, of the fact that they're, they're weighed down by these toxins um, and by this highly processed food. Well, you, you need to be just as careful about putting negative and harmful substances into your mind. Um, your mind is the operating system for your entire life. And um, you look at the, the average uh, time spent in, in America um, watching TV and it's abysmal. It's really interesting, right? So uh, TV watching is, uh, you know, high levels of TV watching is correlated with low levels of anxiety and depression. And there's a reason for that. The, the reason is that, you know, TV is fast food for the mind. And, and you will aim as high as your mind allows you to aim. That's just as simple as that. You know, the only difference between someone who is, uh, you know, just graduated from high school or, or college or university and is aiming high and has goals, and the, and the person who doesn't um, is, first of all, the person who, who does who is aiming high and has goals, just by the def, by the, the pure aspect of just having those targets and goals and, and dreams and ambitions, is is exponentially more likely to have uh, greater financial um, and and physical and mental health than someone who doesn't. And the only difference between the person who does and the person who doesn't is he's being exposed and open and um, willing to invite these ideas into his mind. Ideas are just like food. They're just the food for the mind. And unless you feed your mind wisely and you feed your mind exactly what, what it needs to be fed, you're not going to be able to experience the success, the, the uh, experience that you actually want to have. See, your, your mind is, is just as sacred as your body. And a lot of people don't don't look at that that way. You know, the friends you surround yourself with, the uh, the lifestyle of the people that are in your vicinity, the uh, experiences that you, you you listen to on a daily basis, the read TV, radio, podcasts, um, and books you read are going to be responsible for your entire reality. They, they create your reality. They create what your idea of what is possible, what is not possible. You know, you look at sitcoms sometimes. It's really interesting. Um, I can't watch the comps at all because they they portray such a drab kind of view of reality. I just it's, I'm not not reality anymore. I just can't do it. And even even if it might be funny every ten minutes or so, 
it's just not my my cup of tea. It's not my thing, and it affects my reality in a certain way, and I'm sensitive to that. And so sensitivity is important because I, I need to know what I'm what I'm putting into my mind, what I'm listening to, what I'm seeing, what I'm uh, who I'm surrounding myself with is is going in the same direction I'm going. And you need to have that level of sensitivity to realize I can't do this because I can't afford that input coming into my mind. It's just not worth it. For me. Uh, same thing with people, right? So uh, as, as we grow older, as, you know, time is the most important resource we have, right? It's the most valuable resource we have. Money comes, money goes. Um, you know, money is, is a resource that, that can be scaled easily in relation to time. But time is the most valuable thing possible, right? So when someone asks you to spend an evening with them, you know, that's a massive commitment. And, um, and it's important to look at, look at life from that perspective, you know. The mind is, is one of the most critical, most resilient, most uh, valuable things we have. And, uh, you know, some people uh, don't respect it as much as they, they need to, and they suffer the consequence. You know, they, they don't read the books that they need to be reading. They don't need to, they don't um, allow themselves to reflect and journal and uh, have a deep self-reflection to bring up the awareness that, that needs to happen for them to become better. And, you know, if you, they're not doing any of these things, if you're, you're moving forward in life with a massive disadvantage. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, for me, for me, like all this stuff is, you know, 100% true. Um, you know, for, like, to give you an example, you know, I go to the gym and I, I jump on, like, say, a treadmill or something like that, and I look up and I see the news sitting there playing right in front of my face to the point where I can't do anything about it. There's a line of big screens. I can't control them, you know. And um, I know there's a lot of gyms where you can. At mine, you can't, though. And so, you know, the other day I walk in there and um, the first thing I see, as soon as I look up at the TV, is something about a three-year-old being beaten to death. And it's like, for me, like, that's devastating, like, to see, you know, that type of, like, hurt in somebody's life. And so, you know, one thing that, you know, in my house, without a doubt, you know, the news is never on because I can't imagine, you know, the people who sit in front of the news and you sit there and you listen to every bad thing that has happened in a day's time or a week's time all smashed in to, uh, you know, maybe a half hour. And it's like that. I mean, in my opinion, that's devastating to your mind. Absolutely devastating. And the same thing goes to like, you know, music that doesn't fit your belief system, in my opinion, you know, or or, you know, for you sitcoms that don't fit your uh, belief system. It's just like, you know, this isn't me. This isn't who I am. So. You know, if, if you're if you're like, you know, watching something or, or doing something that isn't who you are, you have this like internal struggle at a subconscious level. Am I right? Well, it's, you just become very sensitive, sensitive to it. And and this especially goes for people who are you know adolescents or people who are trying to figure things out and and they're trying to figure out who they are what they stand for, what their beliefs are, and really kind of figure that out on themselves. Not, not because their parents told them, not because their friends believe that, but really questioning on a deep level what's going on for them and, and what do they really believe. These, these are influencers, right? They'll influence you in a certain way. And uh, you know, the only two shows I watch are The Prophet and Shark Tank, right? Because they involve business and investing, and I'm interested in it. And, and it's fascinating to me um, how these people think. And it's it's very interesting to see new business ideas. It's very interesting oh, yeah. to, to to see what works, what doesn't, mm -hmm. um, you know, how the deals go down, all that. And so the negotiation, all of it is, is it's fun for me. And right. there's very little drama or nonsense there. So again, those kind of things appeal to me. And uh, the best way to do it is to find out someone who's already where you want to be. 
and find out the influences they're they're listening to. Find out the the, the books, the podcasts, the uh, the audio books, the the content they're consuming, and uh, typically it's a, it's a great way to to up your game and make sure your mind is is getting the input that it needs for you to have a life you want to have. Yeah, no, I agree. I couldn't agree more. Actually, I mean, there's these are the type of things that I use. Uh, you know, on a daily basis. I mean, I, I use uh, all types of different things to help me up my psychology, get me on my game. You know, I follow certain rituals, uh, you know, whatever, whatever it takes, really, because I think that people who are always interested in, in being bettering themselves, like you can't avoid using some different techniques that uh, actually do that or having tools in your toolbox to, you know, uh, work on that every single day, kind of, you know, work that mind muscle to strengthen it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, there's, you know, there's a couple things that I want to get into, but you know, what are the, what's a big thing that people can do to start creating healthy habits? You know, um, not, not only ha habits that, um, you know, help their mind, but habits that will also, you know, help them create health on a regular basis. Well, the simplest habit and, and that, that provides the most bang for the buck, so to speak, is tracking. And, uh, and so this could be uh, in any, any shape or form. For example, if, if it's somebody who's interested in, in reducing weight, you know, that's a common thing. Taking pictures of your food, every meal, everything that goes into your mouth is a great way to, to really get a sense of, of what's going on, what's going into your body. And what, do you, what are you choosing to put into your body? You know, it adds an extra level of awareness to the fact that this is something that's going in. I'm choosing this. And do I really want this? You know, how much, you know, how much calories are in there? And, and there's some apps that, that provide great, great quality uh, information just based on, on what you input, on how many calories is it in, how many, how many grams of protein, how many grams of fat, uh, carbs, etc. And for basically like under a minute a day, you have visual feedback of everything that goes into your, into your body. Uh, at the end of the week, you review that. You know, maybe you review that with, with a friend or a coach or uh, a peer who is very health conscious, and you'll get a very clear sense of, of what have you chosen to put in your body and how is it affecting you? How does it affect your mind? How does it affect your body? How does it affect your goals? And if you just review that um, on a weekly basis, even if you do nothing else, even if you do nothing else, you consciously do not exercise, uh, you aren't tracking the level, like the amount of protein you're having specifically, etc. You're going to experience differences because what when you when you what you pay attention to changes. Um, simple as that. And so, just the awareness is going to create the the iterative feedback loop of of helping them change behavior. Again, that's a very simple thing. Um, this doesn't require tons of motivation or willpower uh, or the strength to change. But um, you know, there's there's a really great strength coach. His name is Pavel. Um, Satsulin, I believe, and uh, he talks about strength and creating strength and, and, and focusing not on on fatigue, focusing not on reps, but focusing on contraction. And, and strength isn't necessarily built by fatigue, it's built by contraction specifically. And so just like, uh, just very similarly, habits aren't built by willpower. They're built by small changes that come together beautifully over time. And so, you know, tracking consistently over time can create some incredible changes that you won't necessarily have thought about. Uh, and again, they're not, it's not tough, it's not difficult, it's just really simple and it's effective.
Uh, same thing for someone who's looking to gain weight, for example. Um, you know, uh, a really great metric to track is the amount of protein you're taking, right? So typically people have like a target uh, grammage of protein they would need to eat on a daily basis to reach and to, to gain weight. I know it could be uh, grams of protein or target car like total, um, total calorie intake, whatever that is. They don't have to consciously say, I'm going to do everything I can to hit 2,500, 2,700 calories. They don't need to. All they have to do is have a have an Excel sheet and track the calories they're eating right now and have a line that's at 2,700 calories. And slowly over time, week over week over week, they'll find naturally the calorie level will increase just, just on the basis that they're paying attention to it and they're tracking it and they're keeping on tabs of it. So that's a really simple thing that you can do. Right, so, so tracking is really important, but you know one of the th big things is too probably uh, you know just willing to start putting the effort in, right? Exactly. Well, here's the thing. You know, if, if someone is looking to change something, they're gonna need to find their why. Okay. That's really important. Um, before you start any behavior change, like this is just the one on one. You want to get slimmer, healthier, fitter, sexier, whatever, right? But why? Why do you want to do that? Why is that so important to you that you're willing to invest time and energy and money in order to do this? You know, what's the pain point there? How badly will it hurt if it doesn't happen? All of that. And so once you've locked that in, once you've like zeroed in on a really strong pain point, uh, like we talked about earlier, then we really figure out, the person actually figures out why. What's the thing behind this? What would happen if they don't do it in six months, a year, five years, 10 years? What's the, what's the big deal? What's the crazy consequence that will happen? And that's their motivator. That's their, their, that's their fuel for their fire. That's what's going to keep them sustainably like applying the habit over a period of time. Gotcha. There was a statistic that I saw one time. And you know how like pretty much everybody has all these New Year's res resolutions and statistically nobody follows through with them. I mean, <laughs> if you're part of a gym, like, you, you know, you see it where – you know, it's it's almost frustrating to be part of a gym at New Year's or just after New Year's because everybody's in there, you know. So uh, <clears throat> I saw a statistic one time that had said um, that people who saw the best results were people who had made a decision to, you know, lose weight or whatever. But within that decision, they had decided to do it for someone else other than themselves. Mm. So, I mean, that's part of your why too, you know, maybe, you know, I'm, I'm losing this weight to, uh, you know, so that I can, you know, grow old with my kids and, and prevent, uh, having serious health conditions, you know, whatever the case is. But I, I think that plays into why pretty good too. Absolutely. So, so, you know, as, as you've mentioned, some people are willing to do more for other people than they're willing to do for themselves, right? Uh, you know, parents are, are a perfect example of that. And, you know, whatever your why is, you know you have it when you have emo emotional leverage. You know, the leverage will help you uh, gain control over their motivation. And, you know, over time, it will help them establish the habits that they need. Uh, that's really important. You know, unless you know that, you know, you're, you're, you're not working with much. Right? You're like, you're working with, oh, it would be nice to have. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's not good enough. Gotcha. Another thing that you had mentioned a little bit earlier that was pretty interesting, and it, uh, you know, made me think of the power of asking questions. Um, you know, you had you had you had mentioned something earlier that was around that, and uh, you know, can you 
can you explain that a little bit like the power of asking better questions so that you can really identify the situations that aren't serving you the situations that are serving you in your life and uh, really ultimately create a better life for yourself well um, questions are I think there's a really good quote that goes if you, if you want to find a better answer ask a better question yeah right? and uh, I'm a massive believer in that and I'm, I'm actually one of those people who uh, you know, every every few days, I'll I'll do this thing where where I'll have a question and I want to kind of really dig deep into that and I'll find out what's going on there, and, and I'll take out a notebook, and take a pen and paper. Uh, actually, don't have a notebook upstairs, but um, I would have showed to. But basically, what 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 happens is I hone. I spend about the first ten to fifteen minutes just honing the question, just honing the question, honing the question, so I can get the most specific, most interesting, most incisive um, look into what's really going on. You got a better question, you get a better answer. Once you get a better question, you're about halfway there, pretty much, right? Then you start writing out as many answers as you can. And what that helps you with is, A, it helps you build your idea muscle, it helps you, um, you know, be a better problem solver, but most importantly, helps you get to the bottom of what's really important for you, right? And the reason I share this story is because when you do this over and over and over again, you start to learn to ask better questions, and the better answers are, are at the heart of that. So, you know, when, when people are starting to, to, to want to change uh, part of their, their life, you know, ask them things like, well, what are certain some things that, that you've done before and what do you think happened when you couldn't move through on it? Why do you think you failed or why do you think it didn't work through? Um, all those questions. Really ask the, the hard stuff. You know, why did you start it? Did you have, did you have a why? Um, you know, what, what are other things in life that are important to you? What, what else do you have going on in your life? All of those things, you know. Getting the most uh, in-depth kind of background on the person that you're working with can can be incredible leverage uh, for looking at them in the future. Or otherwise, you're not working with very much. So the more data points you have, especially like deep psychological data points, uh, things that really matter. I think earlier I talked about you know back-end psychological work and front-end psychological work. You know back, the back-end psychological work is you know what 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 are what's the personality like? What are the triggers? Um, what are their you know why do they want to lose weight or gain weight or whatever, right? Be more healthy. Um, what, what, what are the things in their life that, that what are the major psychological patterns in their life that they've, that they've made mistakes on over and over and over and over again? Yeah. Um, all of that stuff. I mean, you know, that's the deeper stuff. It goes into deeper psychological kind of um, diving. Once, once you work on that, a lot of the front end stuff gets naturally taken care of, right? It's a lot easier, it's fresher, it's cleaner. And it's more easy to move through. The front end stuff, of course, is important. You can't ever uh, discount that. You know, the tactics, tools, tips, and techniques that help move people move from point A to point B. But again, there are some people who can't do that. You know, you give them a whole bunch of tactics, and they're not able to move through point A to point B. And that's that's when they need some support and guidance. Gotcha. The um, the the five minute journal is a product that you had said that you had co-created, and one of the things that it does is it asks questions and I think probably the most powerful question in there at least for me is it's like what what did you I don't I don't remember how it is exactly I'm gonna probably butcher it here but it's like what did you do in your day today that didn't serve you that you could have done better you know can you know what yeah. is the question exactly what was it what would uh, what would make today better yeah. what would have made today better yeah and, and I think that's a really powerful question because I mean there's all there's always something in your day that you know it, it just didn't 
go as planned or whatever and it could it could have been better so when you ask that question you sit there and you start thinking like well if i would have done this differently it would have changed this if i would have who knows got more sleep last night whatever it is i mean when you talk about making your day better it can you can really start digging pretty deep into that and um and so i find that to be a really powerful question yeah thank you so absolutely so you know and you, you took it the exact right way some people look at it and they look at it as a as a way to beat themselves up or you know some self-loathing oh i could have done that but but it's not an emotional thing at all it's more of a detached question you know you look at your your day from the outside looking in and say you know if i was someone else walking into this life and walking into this day yeah. if i were to do it again how would i do it in order to make it better that's it that's it and uh What's interesting is sometimes, you know, day after day after day, sometimes it's the same damn thing, you know. And the awareness is priceless because once you have the awareness of that, you're like, wow, holy cow, you know, over a period of a week, two weeks, three weeks, whatever, I have the same thing right. in here. And, you know, if I'm considering myself a, you know, a high achiever, uh, high achievers don't have that, right? So, you know, that, that's a problem right here. Yeah. And, uh, and then you find that out and you, you take actions to fix it. The awareness is critical. Right. Without awareness, you have, you have nothing. You have nothing to work with. Right. And I think it's important to add too that people who are high achievers, you know, they work hard on it. They didn't just wake up like that. You know, they they work on their psychology. They work on using these different tactics we're talking about. And the thing is, is if you're not addressing them, eventually you get in like this negative feedback cycle where you know you just you you keep having more and more things that may have not have served you on a daily basis. You're not identifying them. And then, you know, all of a sudden it's starting to work on your emotions, it's starting to work on your health and everything else. Dr. Candace Pert talks about um, how your psychology actually affects every organ system in your body, your immune system and everything, you know, based on the neuropeptides that the, the brain is signaling. So, you know, she talks a lot about that, but also you get someone like Deepak Chopra who dives way into that and how your emotions affect your health. So, and you can have some people who are, um, you know, they're struggling with their health, but you know, one of the reasons they're struggling with their health is because they're severely struggling with their emotions. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And so that, that's something that needs to get addressed, right? It's a, it's like a hole, like a leaky, uh, bucket. Unless you fix the bucket, it doesn't matter how much water you can put in. It's not going to work. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, without a doubt. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, as far as some tips and tricks here, we, we have the five-minute journal, which is great. You can get it in the app store, am I correct? Yeah, the physical version is, is the one I would recommend. It's just easy, easier to use. It's, it's yeah. more personal. And, uh, yeah, it's it's great. It's you know, It's been used by a lot of people who are very productive. And it's a great tool to get into to make your day happier. You know, bang for, like, for five minutes, um, bang for the buck you get is, is pretty remarkable. Uh, yeah. You know, and a lot of people experience significant amounts of well-being and happiness from it. Um, but you know what? The, the, the coolest thing is you don't. Nobody's listening. Needs to take my word for it. They just have to do it for five days and figure it out. Right. If they don't like it, you know, don't do it. Yeah. No, without a doubt. I mean, I'm, the reason I bring it up is because I, I personally do it. I suggest for people to do it. I mean, I recommend it to my patients to do it. I I really uh, find it as as a, a product that is a tool that needs to be in your toolbox, in my opinion. Thank you. Yeah, and that, that was that was the intention um, starting out because uh, that was you know a loose format that I used to do every night before I went to bed uh, for about seven years before uh, I started the Five Minute Journal. And, and again, it was 15, 20 minutes long. It was too long for the average person to do. So so a lot of what we did was was whittle it down 
and, uh, and shorten it and, and make it a lot more accessible for everybody. So five minutes is typically something that everybody can do, right? Uh, it doesn't matter if you're, you know, you're a young parent or you're a teacher, uh, you're an entrepreneur or whatever. You don't have five minutes for happiness. You know, you have a bigger problem. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, are there any, you know, tips or tricks that you have for people who are trying to get into the gym, people who are trying to take that first initial step, you know, towards, towards really getting the life that they want to have, you know, to help them with their behavioral uh, change, like right off the bat? So, first of all, uh, for anybody who's looking to make a massive shift in their life, you have to identify and zoom in on your keystone habit. This is really important. Identify and zoom in on your keystone habit. I'm all talk about what a keystone habit is in just a second. Keystone habit is typically a concept uh, that was introduced by uh, several scientists and made popular by uh, Charles Duhigg, the guy behind uh, The Power Habit, the book. And in there, he talks about you know keystone habit being a, a, a specific habit that once changed leads to a positive cascade of effects. It's like the first domino habit that leads to several dominoes toppling over in the right direction, right? And the example he gives is of uh, this, this lady who was, uh, who was divorced. Uh, she was a severe smoker. She smoked two or three packs a day. Uh, she recently got divorced, uh, was in debt. And, uh, and basically, she put the last, last amount of, of money she had on her credit towards a, a trip to Egypt. Because she's always wanted to be, be go to Egypt. She was like, screw this, I'm just gonna Egypt, go to Egypt and figure it out. And so she's she's in, in in Egypt, she's having you know a really bad time. Um, she lights up a cigarette and uh, somehow the, the curtains uh, like catch fire and and, and burns part of the uh, part of the room down. She's like she's really uh, not having a good time. She walks out, she finds out there's a marathon going on and and she promised herself she's going to come back she's going to do the marathon she's going to train for it and the only way she's going to be able to do that is she is to cut out smoking and uh over a period of, of a year or two what happens is you know things really change she quits smoking she starts running marathons um she starts start she starts her own business um she feels a lot better about herself she's seeing somebody else like this leads to a cascade of positive habits and the first domino was quitting smoking Right, so everybody has that domino. Everybody, if you introspect enough, you find out enough in your life. You know, you've lived long enough on the planet to know. You know, this is the critical thing for me. For a friend of mine, it's it's working out. Working out is his religion. Um, you know, he, he he talks about how I can't imagine how people can't work out. I can't imagine how they live without taking care of their physical body. I can't imagine how it would feel like not to fully exercise and fully let go of aggression in my body through exercise. Uh, for me, it's meditation, right? For me, it's the ability to go into silence and experience absolute peace and walk out from that experience uh, knowing I have that control and the power and the experience to direct my awareness exactly where I want it to. And I have the ability to control my breathing, have the ability to control my mental and emotional state. It's incredible. It's valuable for me. I don't understand how people live without a practice, right? Yeah. And so everybody's got their own thing. Find your thing because that thing is going to be the one thing that's going to cascade through positive results in your entire life. It's going to cause you to become a better person, a kinder person, more compassionate person, but also a healthier person, a person who uh, takes more care of your health. You know, for some people, it's 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 health. For some people, it's, it's you know having uh, making sure they have a really great um, e e smoothie or a breakfast in the morning. 
that really sets up their day. Whatever it is for you, I don't know what it is. You have to find out. That's really important. Um, you know, some people like to start their day by uh, what's really interesting is it's good research to show that when people make their bed in the morning, um, they are more susceptible. There's correlation doesn't imply causation, by the way, but they're more susceptible to save more, be more wealthy, and and to be fitter. Right? Why is that that correlation? Right? Obviously, it doesn't imply causation, but it's because as soon as they wake up in the morning, they're doing one small tiny habit that shows they have enough control over their behavior, their mind, their body, to know they're going to do that consistently. And when you wake up with that, the first hour of the day serves as a rudder, as a compass, as a direction for the rest of the day. And so that simple thing of doing that is going to take you 5 to 20 seconds to make your bed. It doesn't take a long time. But that compounds over time and it just becomes a part of who you are. That's really powerful. Yeah. It's funny you say that because I have a friend that is uh, in, in the Army and that's one of the things he says is that like, you know, they teach you like, hey, you know, this is this is my first win of the day, you know, like, <laughs> you know, this is this is how we can start our day, get one win in, you know, I fixed my bed. Absolutely. You know, that's easy. And, and, and yeah. especially if you have a morning routine that consistently has you getting win, 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 win. By the time the first couple of hours of the day are done, you're on fire and, and you're you're really looking forward to the rest of the day because you're already so many wins in. Right. You're, you, you have a positive focus, basically. Absolutely. Right? Okay. And you know that, that that's a really important point. The first hour of the day serves as the rudder for the day. It serves as the direction for how the rest of the day is going to go. So don't ever miss that. You know, I had had this, had this interesting experience uh, three or four days ago when it's the first time in weeks that I missed uh, missed my morning routine. I had to end up ended up doing it towards the end of the day, but the day went really shitty. Uh, it was it was totally out of whack, and it wasn't until evening that I had the ability to reset that and and do my routine and, and slept well. Because it was it was out of whack because you know the opportunity wasn't there for me to do it. And really important. Uh, once you once once it's such an important established part of your life, you don't realize how how important it is till something throws it out of whack one day, uh, and, and you don't you don't have the opportunity to have the the momentum that it gives you. Right. Absolutely. I, th I think morning routines or rituals, whatever you want to call them, are you know they're absolutely key to the rest of your day and how the rest of your day is going to turn out. Absolutely. Okay. Awesome, UJ. Well, it's been a pleasure having you here on the phone. Um, a lot of great information here for everyone. And I, you know, I feel if you just take some of this information that you've learned here today, start utilizing it, you're going to see huge changes without a doubt. I don't see how you could. really. Absolutely. You know what? If there's something you want to change, of course, you know, if you're a human being, you're listening to those chances are you're hungry and you want to change something, start tracking. Start tracking something intelligently. Um, whatever that is, start doing that. You know, week by week, every Sunday, start to review it, and uh, you will see start seeing changes. Great, great. All right, thank you, UJ, and uh, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. And uh, definitely look forward to uh, uh, you know getting some feedback and seeing what people think of this. Fantastic. Well, my pleasure, Nick. All right, take care. If you want more information to multiply your health and simplify your lifestyle, visit our website at excelpodcast.com. Until next time, have an outstanding day.